Hey guys, it's Drew from Court of Nerds here telling you that Tom and Chi in Granville is back. They've got impressive meal deals, so here's what you can look forward to when you stop by to get cheesy. Start your week off with a $29.95 Monday meal deal that feeds a family of four. No one wants to cook to start the week, so go get cheesy instead. Plus, kids 12 and under eat free from 4 to 8 every Tuesday. Or enjoy a half-off grilled cheese donut every Wednesday from 4 to 8. And if you download the free Tom and Chi app like I did, you can hop in every Thursday and get $3 classic grilled cheese sandwiches. Plus, if you're like Stacy and you need it gluten-free, they can take care of you. Tom and Chi is proud to support Chia, a locally made vegan cheese that tastes so good, cows are starting to get jealous. Find Tom and Chi on 44th Street in Granville near Cabela's. We're never ready. We're never ready. We're never ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Court of Nerds, where we're never ready. We're the only podcast that does it every week, but we're never ready. We I'm Drew. It. I'm John. I'm Stacy. We are your Court of Nerds. It's been a little while since we did a little, uh, I don't want to call it a traditional podcast, but like our normal sit down and the three of us yell at each other. So I, I kind of, you know, I don't want to say I missed it, but other people missed it. I mean, we do it. Outside of this room. Look, like most things John and I do, we're doing this so Brittany doesn't yell at us. So, with that yeah. in mind. <laughs> She's listening. It's a shockingly large motivator of things that we do. I'm not going to lie about that. Mm-hmm. To stay out of trouble with Brittany. I'm, pff, whatever. Just you wait, Stacy. She'll come for you, too. Yeah. She's coming so over So far, Friday. I've avoided it. Is she really? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay. Batten down the hatches. All right. Anyways, uh, this week's episode, we want to talk about a large ranging number of topics. John is going to get all weepy over Star Wars Rebels. We're going to talk some Oscars, some Black Panther. And I want to open with something else. The general theme of this week's show, I might as well call this show John Gets Weepy. The Christopher Robin trailer. <gasps> Look, you got all offended and then wow. you were all like, oh shit, no, he's right. No, he is right. <laughs> no, for real. Disney dropped the uh, childhood bomb on all of us. The trailer for Christopher Robin. I'm not going to frame by frame this bad boy, but it's damn you, Disney. Damn just, you. It's just a teaser, but like, for real, what to do, what to do, what to do. I mean, first of all, did it punch you in the mouth a little bit that that, that guy who's the poo, he's our friend now? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a photo with, the, with, the, with that man, that man who makes the poo. Yeah. Maybe phrasing nope. on that one. Nope. Doing everything intentionally. We know we know what it is. I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> we know we know we know what we're doing. <laughs> we're not faking it at all. It's called getting away with stuff that you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably shouldn't be getting away with no, it, but no. you can. Uh, Jim Cummings will of course voice the titular poo. <laughs> titular poo. That's for you, Stacey. She's Thank a you. child. It's really easy. <laughs> this is way too easy. Um, no, Jim Cummings, who was at Grand Rapids Comic Con just a scant year ago. Uh, we'll play Winnie the Pooh. He is the most iconic voice of the character and is therefore the perfect fit for it. And of course, uh, Christopher Robin himself, as an adult, will be played by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. Officially known How tickled as, are you? I guess his real name. His government call, name. We're going to call him his government name. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ewan McGregor. But it's Obi-Wan. I'm it's t- Winnie the Pooh. Obi is in the middle of Robin, by the way. It's all Star O-B-I. Wars. <laughs> O-B-I. It's all Star Wars. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but six degrees of Star Wars with John. It's six degrees of. It's not even six degrees. It's not even close. <laughs> it never makes it six degrees. No, it's like maybe two. It's like hey, that thing, and then Star Wars. <laughs> and then, then Star Wars. <laughs> 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 
mandatory mention. Hey, okay. Drew, what book should I buy for audiobooks? Well, John, I already bought Star Wars. He came over to my desk today and he goes, yeah, I had like three free books on Audible. Do you want to Do you want to hear about, what was it, the novelization of yeah. the, last the, last Jedi. Jedi. the Last Jedi? And I was like, wait, that was cool. No. That was cool. <laughs> I appreciate you, John. Yeah, whatever. He's also going to. Stings. <laughs> How smarmy you got. No, the guy actually uh, was talking with Ryan Johnson about it, so he actually helped write the book, like the extra scenes and stuff. So it's neat. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Christopher no, Robin yeah. looks like it's going to be a hit. Uh, Ewan McGregor looks to be delightful as always. And as John said on Twitter, we're going to cry. Yeah. We're going to yeah. cry like Bring big old babies. Bring them. If you don't think you're going to cry at Christopher Robin, you're dead Look wrong. Look at Stacy. Look at Stacy like, wow, <laughs> I'm the wrong. manliest person in this room and I'm the only one with a vajay. That is a valid assessment of how I feel right now. Yeah, well, you know what? Judge ye, lest not ye be judged when you are weeping like a faucet at Christopher Robin. Mm-hmm. You assume that I'm going to see Oh, it. you're going. What, well, hold on. Wait what do you? What, if, we're, if we what call you. against Winnie the Pooh? If we call you. I never, I no, never no, did. Shush. Me. A shush. A yeah. shush. 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 Wow. If we called you and we said, Stacy, we're buying tickets for Christopher Robin. The whole crew's going. You're going to be like, nope, I'm Stacy. I'm not going. Childhood movies and any movie that has a dog, I will not see in a theater. This is not a childhood movie. It's a brand new movie. No, but it's about Stars childhood things. So we'll see you there. So you're it's, going with us. It's childhood things. So you're going with us. No, because I don't so cry in us. theaters. So I don't cry in public. No. It's because you know you're going to cry. Yeah, yeah I'm not You going. don't cry in public. You're crying now. Yeah. I can no, see it. It's like, <laughs> I can see the tears in your eyes. Hide them all you want. Try to be a tough guy. And you, tough girl, what are you? And on top of it, you already got well, Obi-Wan nope, Kenobi nope. in your back pocket. No, we're not going to go down that road. Nope, we're not doing that. We don't have time for that tonight. Anyways, Christopher Robin hits theaters eventually. It hits our hearts right now. That's yeah. all there is to it. I'm sorry, Stacy's <laughs> laughing, but like, I'm gonna cry. It's I'm gonna a- cry so hard at that movie, and I am okay with that. Mm-hmm. I am six foot three and very large. I'm gonna cry at Christopher Robin. I mean, I cried at a Motion City soundtrack concert. So, yeah, you know. I was with you. Yeah, I know. We both did. It was like our first friend date. It was fantastic. We cried together. We did. Mm. Anyways, moving and on. moving on. <laughs> Black Panther, (laughs) Black Panther, Black Panther continues to own the box office. Third weekend in a row, it is number one, and it is smashing records left and right. Uh, We wanted to get a little spoilery on it here because we have all seen the film. It's been out for three weeks now, and again, it is still the number one movie in the country. So if you haven't seen it yet, you are now officially in the minority. You are now officially... Uh, there are more people that have seen this movie now than to have be, not. To be truthfully honest, though, they had zero competition coming out in February. You stop your you, – listen, don't you shade and salt this movie. I'm just saying. It had nothing the week after, and then Red Sparrow and Bruce Willis' Death Wish were up this week against it. So it was going to win. Valid devil's <laughs> advocate. I'm not going to deny that it winning should not be as big of a deal for three weekends in a row. The amount of money it's making, though, is a big deal. It yes? is the ninth highest grossing movie of say, all time. John's times. got the stats. I know he does. Right now, I believe, the ninth highest grossing movie of all time. It's made $512 million in its 19 days out in theaters at the moment, which is... Still behind Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Just to throw that in there. There it is. Throw it in there. One it degree. did. It did. It did beat it. 
uh, for a week and then, or for a day, and then Star Wars took over for again. A day, and then it's back to Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star it'll probably it'll probably end up being uh, seventh, eighth highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, easily. And Legit. I mean, it, it it's well deserving. It's it's very good movie. Um, what you were saying earlier that. You think it's going to get an Oscar nod? I think coming I think it out deserves an Oscar nod. I think we, we coming out in February is going to be a deterrent. What's that? I think coming out in February is a deterrent. Yeah, but isn't this around when Get Out came out last year? If it's a good movie, it should be it, recognized. It sticks around, right? And I guess that's my big thing is that um, you know this is and John, I know you've had issues with people saying it's a it's a it's a game changer, it's a genre bender. No, it's just a really good movie. But the things that are game-changing about it are the way it was made, the people who made it. But if you take that away, and I know you're not, and a lot of people are not, but if you take all of it away and just look at Black Panther, the movie... It's just a really good movie. I don't think it's Oscar-winning, best picture worthy. See, I think it was. I don't. No, I mean, I don't. I think it's it's too soon in the year. Right. I haven't seen There's a lot of great movies coming out this year. But I'm saying it should be in consideration. Maybe not for best picture. But if Michael B. Jordan's not up for best supporting actor, that man chewed through scenery. Michael B. Jordan owned the screen every time he was on it. And there is a precedence for phenomenal work by a villain in a comic book film being awarded an Oscar. Yes, but do you think it matches up with Heath Ledger's Joker? Do you think his performance matches up with Heath Ledger's Joker? I no. Think hold on. I think it's different <laughs> characters. I think they exist in different universes. Of course they do. Well, no, no. I, but what I mean by that is, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. T- it's different types of villain. The Joker is more randomization. He's supposed to be mad. He's supposed to be pure evil incarnate, right? And Killmonger was more Killmonger, calculated. Killmonger is knew what he calculated. was doing. He's had the, the entire plan in his back pocket, just right. needed to unfold. Right. Get that. But I think Joker does too. Tech sometimes, you know. Right. Like again, he has it a lot more ready that, to go. The, the, but, the other difference. Hold on. The other difference is the Joker is an iconic character, right? Yeah. No. Who Who really knew Killmonger? Right. No one knew Killmonger who hadn't read a comic book or seven or twenty. It's not. It's a deep cut character. It really is. But what Michael B. Jordan was able to do with a D to Z list villain is make you give a gigantic shit about him in the course of two and a half hours. Like he established, made you feel for his character, who is still the bad guy, very much the bad guy. But you're like, no, that kind of makes sense. Like the reason he feels the things he feels, the way he is, you're you're empathizing with a villain, and this is the first time I've done that in a Marvel movie since Loki. Like I kind of understood what Loki was going through, growing up in someone's shadow. You know, you have the opportunity to to be your own person, and now the guy whose shadow you lived in is like, no, come back, live in my shadow. I'm handsome. That's generally how it went. I mean, <laughs> he's got a valid point. He's it's a valid point. But my thing is, I think this movie deserves more respect for the character work and for the scripting than just the fact that, you know, yes, it was a movie made by mostly African-Americans about a a fictitious African nation. You know, it made a lot of sociopolitical comments without being overt and obvious about them. It pushed a little bit of the agenda. Yeah, but not hard. 
It wasn't blatant. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't in your face. I mean, there was a couple parts where it was pretty in your face. <laughs> I'm not, like I said, I'm We're not, not saying it's a bad Tell me, But tell me where it was. Like, what situation do you remember where they were? it was overtly pushing a political agenda? When Killmonger met with T'Challa, right? Yeah. And he was saying something about our people are getting murdered and we're getting pushed down. Like, he, like, flat out said his agenda. and Right, but he also pushed- referred to slavery and referred to that that's been the culture for African Americans for hundreds of years. Yeah, is that not the agenda? Am I that's not-, not an agenda. That's just a fact. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> yeah, again, that's I- my point, is it wasn't an agenda. He was literally talking about history and saying, why didn't Wakanda do anything? And you're right. The agenda there is, why aren't other people who can do things doing things to stop yes. injustices? Yes. So, again, I again, I thought the statements that the movie made were good. I, and the biggest thing to me, and I said this when we originally talked about it on the podcast, it didn't feel like a two and a half hour movie. No, it did not. It flew. And that's something that movies these days, they drag. They tend to drag. And pacing is so important. Even with a movie that had such great character development and such great character work, you didn't get bored ever. You were never like, oh, let's take so. Like, even in Civil War, I had moments where I was like, oh, shut up, Tony. God, we get it. You don't like each other anymore. But this, I, I loved almost every part of this. Like, and, and again, Michael B. Jordan's, hey, auntie. Like, dude. You just made the most, like, I guess, just the most kind greeting seem like a giant fuck you. Hey, auntie. Oh, bitch, please. No, uh uh-uh. There were so many great moments to me in that movie. Now, there were parts that I thought could have used work. I'm not calling it a perfect film. It's not perfect. No, 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 no. The revival of T'Challa, I was like, really? That's how he comes back? That's it? Up, oh, you stole the flower. Now he's undead. Now you have a zombie king. <laughs> you know, it was like anticlimactic to a certain extent. Like I thought there would have been more like struggle to get him to come back to life. So that would be a part where it had a lull moment. No, where... that's not a lull. It's a uh, questionable script decision. Well, that to me that seems like a lull. No, there's okay, but there's <laughs> that's where I think you and I are disconnecting. A lull is a moment where you're bored. I wasn't bored. I was just like, wait, I don't like what you did there. There's a big difference. I don't know. Maybe I need to see it again because the crying baby didn't help the fact. Oh, my no, gosh. No, the crying baby in our showing hurt a lot of good things. I have never wanted to yell out Dane Cook things like makes me want to punch a baby. Nobody? Nobody gets that joke, really? Oh, no, we get it. We just don't like it. No. <laughs> Dane Cook is high school. So what? Like, no. Deep no, cuts, yo. No Dane Cook references. No, no Dane Cook references. <laughs> we don't do that around here. Here's my point on Dark Dark Knight versus Black Panther for Oscar-worthy wise, okay? Yeah. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, and, we're, and I am going to Which use- Which movie are you talking about? Right now, Black Panther. Okay. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critically acclaimed. Awesome yeah. movie. Yeah. 79% through the audiences. So right. the audience gave it a C+. Dark Knight- now, it got snubbed for an Oscar nod, 94% with critics, 94% with the audiences as well. Right, but when The Dark Knight hit Rotten Tomatoes, there wasn't a group of people trying to destroy it. 
there a group of people trying to destroy Black Panther? Yeah, there was a whole story about yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but did it actually it. work, though? They tried to stop it. You can't stop everyone. It's the internet, man. Well, I get that, but I mean... So, again, there are probably people giving it a 0% who never saw the film. Well, the lowest score on for The Dark Knight is 28%, so, I mean, it got low scores, too. Right, but it didn't have people <laughs> spamming it without seeing it. You know, it didn't have people going like, fuck DC, zero. It may have. But you just said the lowest one was 28%. No, no, I'm just saying it may have had that, that not zero, you. not that zero percent, but that fuck you because of the whole, people may not even have seen it. And they were like, well, I don't want to see it because Heath Ledger, like I put on Gavin's post, nobody thought that curly haired kid from a dark or a knight's tale was going to be a good joker. Right. But he was probably the best villain to date in any comic book movie that has been out, period. Yeah. It's tough to argue that. It is. It's tough to argue that. So, but I don't I, know. Again, like I, I said, we don't. I don't hate Black Panther. I'm not no, trying no, to no, hate I'm on Black Panther. Say, no, no. But I just, I, I, I don't like think is, it way, will. I feel like this is the weird thing. I don't think it will get an Oscar nod. With, with I don't. the group of, well, I think cinematography will at least get a nod. Maybe well, not no, a I mean, picture. I'm talking best picture. No, I don't, best I don't picture know only. Best picture. But I think Coogler should be up for director. I think Michael B. Jordan should be up for supporting. It'll be visually, it'll be like the Star Wars. It always gets four or five Oscar nods for music and sound mixing and shit like that. It will get those probably, but I just, I don't know. Like, we got to see what else comes out this year. And how do you define a best picture? Because sometimes I think movies are way better than what wins. You can go back the past 10 years and you're like, ah, that movie was okay. Is best picture worthy? I don't know. Um, a lot of arguments, though. Letitia Wright would be another person I would single out for possibly an Oscar nod. She was the bodyguard? Shuri. No, she was Shuri. She was the sister. Yeah, she was pretty badass. She's great, and she is is light. She moves the pace along. She def- like again. I just thought she was a great character, and of course, there's a speculation that Shuri could end up being Riri, who takes over the Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of fun stuff there. Again, if you have not gotten out to see Black Panther at Celebration Cinema slash Studio C. Get out and see it. I will say this. I, I do want to say this because, John, I, I love you to death. I love the guy. Co- I don't hate Black Panther. I don't hate Black Panther. I feel like any white person who has any criticism of Black Panther is terrified that they're going to be called racist for criticizing it. Yes. I was going to bring that up because I feel the same way. And I'm doing the same thing that he is. It's like, I don't, I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't feel, and again, it may have been the crying baby. I didn't feel like it was the hype but there's that also that there's, there's also that, and I think the three of us have to recognize it. We're not black. Yes, there is a disconnect because it's hard to. It's not my culture. It's, it's hard not. to connect with that. It doesn't mean as much to me. No. I, I fully admit that. But I still loved it as a fan of Black Panther, the character, a fan of the comic books, and a fan of Tanisha Coates Run, who they based a lot of this movie off of, and you can tell. Dude, the fight scenes though. The tech, dude. The fight the special scenes, effects. Oh my gosh! Like that's my biggest thing. Anyone who's asked me, like, oh, should I go see it in theaters or should I wait? No, theater. this is a movie theater movie. Unless you got a dope movie theater. Well, right, unless you're Jared and Scott, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in which case, yeah. Just yeah. Unless you got like a dope out. ass basement movie theater that's tricked out and like. We'll be over later to watch Thor Ragnarok. By the way, boys. Yeah, we should go buy that. Just the badass. I, just, I said yesterday we should go buy it, and you said we shouldn't. I know, but I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. But I was talking to them about it, too, and they think Thor Ragnarok was better than Black Panther. Well, it's a comedy, and a lot of it is about genres. Comedies are generally more popular than serious film. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok was the closest thing to a straight comedy Marvel's done since Ant-Man. Yeah. 
And I loved it. Don't get me wrong, I loved it. But if you want to, to me, if you want to compare Black Panther to a non-comedy that Marvel has put out, I still think Winter Soldier's better. Ooh. I still do. That, yeah. yeah. And again, I think and that's it, the emotional and connection it's not like I can, I, but I can't relate to a dude with a fucking metal arm. I can't don't you? relate to. Can't you? <laughs> the only person I can technically relate to is Captain America because he started out at five foot five. And that's the <laughs> only thing I can relate to. Okay. Shit. <laughs> that is the best argument I've ever heard in here. Just say it. <laughs> You want to shoot me up with some fucking six foot three serum? I'm in. Let's do it. Can you imagine no. him as like a six foot three screaming Italian? Oh, I'd be so different. <laughs> you guys probably wouldn't be my friend if I was with, six with foot three. With a vibranium shield? <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Try not to. Just saying. John, this is why we love you. <laughs> yeah, this is why. One of many reasons. No, this is not. This no, is you one. guys hate me. It's fine. What? <laughs> hate? No, maybe. Hate's strong. Hate's very strong. Um, Black no. Panther, go see it. The fight scenes are amazing, and right. the women are strong and powerful. It's, it's fantastic. It's pretty, it's pretty dope. Um, so and it has anyways. a really nice rhino in it. There is a very nice rhino. It's very Multiple nice. rhinos. Multiple rhinos. Uh, anyways... <laughs> um, <laughs> Who followed Ben on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to Rhino. Rhino! Uh, fast lane for you WWE freaks coming up on Sunday. It's probably going to suck. Yeah. Did you see what match they added today? What they add today? Natty and Carmella versus Becky and Naomi. God, why? <laughs> Wet farts. Dude, I might not even watch this <laughs> it's one. Gonna be this is the last. This is the last co-branded pay-per-view. And we're going to miss it. Where I don't I don't even think I'm going to watch let's it. Let's just get steaks. Let's just get, let's just get <laughs> drunk. Yell at the screen. Ben, how, how bad is it going to be that Ben's not even coming? Usually Ben comes like, over to watch <laughs> WWE. We, there has been no indication that he even wants to come over for this one. No, we haven't even talked about well, it. Well, here's it. Do you want? I mean, you know, this is a big spoiler. This is just. I might title this one. This, there's a shitload of spoilers. Have you read any of the rumor sheets today? No, I never do. Uh, do you want any of the rumors or no? Sure. The big rumor right now is no titles will be changing hands on Sunday. Yeah, they're that's not going to make guaranteed. any changes. It's going to be the most boring, vanilla, predictable shit. The only one that I think might change hands would be the tag titles, and then the Usos invoke their rematch clause because that's the best tag match you're going to get at WrestleMania is the Usos in the New Day. Oh, I want the Bludgeon Brothers in there. I don't. Why? Because they don't need it yet. They're world beaters. They've done literally nothing to deserve that shot. They've. I mean, they're bludgeony. They, they follow around Bray Wyatt for a long time. They have not done anything. To they have done it. nothing. Anyway. Anyway. That's enough WWE. That's enough WWE. Uh, an event that matters less than WWE, the Oscars were on last weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck wow. that. Terrible ratings. Uh, it's a terrible program. Kimmel it's a was bunch good. Of old, it's a, yeah, he was all right. I didn't even watch it. No, you didn't. Kidding. Don't fucking lie. <laughs> it's a bunch of old fucking racists who won't watch certain movies because they think they're not Oscar films. If you want to really enjoy the Oscars, I encourage you to go read Macaulay Culkin's um, viewing the Oscars tweets. Like he was boycotting them, but tweeting at the same Listen, time. Twi- Oscar, Oscar Twitter is so much better than the actual Oscars. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. entertaining. Oscar Twitter is among the reasons to actually have Twitter. It really is. But the Oscars on Sunday saw one thing that I think, John, you and I talked about it when the Oscar noms were announced that I said I would riot. 
if Jordan Peele didn't end didn't end it with at least one Oscar to his name. He didn't need to win. He didn't need to win Best Picture, but if he, didn't he need to win Best Director, he needed to win. If he didn't something, if he didn't win Best Original Screenplay, then we would have rioted. Because yeah, sure. Uh, what is it? Um, Lady in the, no. Lady Bird? No. The the one that won. The one best the picture? Fish out of the water. Shape of water. Shape of water. Fish out of the water. <laughs> it's like that was that was nominated for what, thirteen? And it, it didn't didn't really sweep the Oscars like people thought it was going to. Like no. a bunch of other stuff. I think it ended won. Up with like four awards. Like or something? Dunkirk won a bunch Dunkirk for like sound in there, yeah. for sound and stuff. And then Guillermo won best director. It won best picture, but original screenplay, that was Jordan Peele. And you should uh, Keegan Michael Key like flipped his lid when Yo, he won. It was real. Listen, so awesome. Like he's like my friend. <laughs> life goals. Get you someone who looks at you the way Key looks at Peel after the yes, Oscars. Yes. For real. It, it was great. For real. Listen, the reason I want to talk about this is is why I mentioned the Oscars and Black Panther. This has to signal a change. If you're the Oscars, there were members of the Oscar voting committee who refused to watch Get Out, one of their own nominees for Best Picture. I don't like horror movies. I, frankly, and the two, you guys can verify, I fucking hate horror movies. Yeah, we know. I hate being scared. It is my least favorite thing. I Voluntarily. Watched, <laughs> yeah. I watched Get Out because I had heard how, like, how important it was, how it was, listen, you have, to, you have to see this movie. It's this important blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right. It was fucking incredible. It's brilliant. It's original. It's not something that's been done before that way. That's what the Oscars are supposed to be about. Now, The Shape of Water, I have not seen yet, but it's supposedly the same thing. Brilliant, original, something that you didn't see coming. Those are the movies that have to be rewarded. If we're going to encourage a generation of young filmmakers to step out and make their own movies... And have their own voice instead of just, you know, doing what Disney Pixar does and ripping off other people's ideas five years later. Looking at you, Boca- or Coco. Looking at you, real Coco. Better. <laughs> it's real better. Fuck Coco. <laughs> Fuck that movie. If you go back and look at the animated films that won the past 11 of the 12 years, it's been either a Disney or a Disney Pixar film that's won. And the only reason it didn't win one year is because there wasn't a film out that year. Yeah. No joke. They have beaten, Disney Pixar has beaten films that have far more deserved it. In animation, yeah, in animation, for sure. Yeah. In animation. How to Train Your Dragon did not win an Oscar, and that was garbage. The original How to Train Your Dragon is a great film. Was, great that, film. was that Toy Story 3 year? Some shit or another like yeah. that. But whatever. That's just me. Inside Out was good. I did like Inside Out. Inside Out was good. But yeah. Doug Jones won. <laughs> But Doug Jones won, and he will be at Grand Rapids Comic Con, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Very exciting. We might have some news to announce regarding that in the very near future. Very so excited. Uh, very excited. We just gotta, we just gotta learn what we can tell you guys and when we can tell you about it. But I, I think we can comfortably say you will see your favorite court of nerds again this year at Grand Rapids Comic Con, in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Maybe in many ways, shapes, or forms. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm really sorry, you guys. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. Uh, Leslie, a couple of housekeeping things before I let John cry about well, Rebels. Hold on, let's go back, let's go back to shape, or shape of Water. Oh, Shape of Water and, and, and the and Oscars? Get out. The thing of Get Out is that you, you don't really hear, and it had 100% 
um, on Rotten Tomatoes for the longest time until you know that all, there's always that one guy who's be like, "No, yeah, it was garbage." We're like, "Fine, I hate it. I'm different." The thing, the thing of uh, Shape of Water is that you hear a lot of negative um, remarks on it, like, "That's ah, just a girl that's fucking a fish." Some like, fish what the? Some movie. fish fucking movie. Like, what's this about? What you, are you guys never reading. <laughs> I'm serious. The internet. Yeah, Stacey, we're reading the internet. You I don't have Twitter, not, so... Well, you should probably hop on that bandwagon. <laughs> anyway, you don't. You never heard any of the negative from Get Out. Like, you never did. Like, it was like, nah, it was, it was okay. You never, you never heard that. But this movie, The Shape of Water, was like, yes, girl fucks a fish, who cares? Like, this, but Get Out had that... That wow. That, that wow factor yeah. from beginning to its win, so... Now, that being said, Guillermo del Toro always deserves Oscars all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's I not like... I'm sure that. it's not a bad movie. Fucking Guillermo del Toro, <laughs> for crying out loud. Like, is it Abe Sapien? Is it Abe Sapien? It's basically it's Abe Sapien. Basically it's basically Abe Sapien. Basically Abe Sapien. Okay, because, yeah, yeah. you know, he did Hellboy too. so, yeah. It's true. Anyway. All right. You good? Yep, that's it. Cool. Uh, yeah, a couple little quick little housekeeping things. One, remember to go eat at Tom and Chi. We love them very much. I ate there today. Friends. You really ate there today? I seriously ate there today that for lunch. That was not planned. This is this a, totally a legitimate not planned. coincidence. A grilled cheese coincidence. It was coincidence. fantastic. Gluten-free. They changed their gluten-free bread, and it's still delicious. So Wonderful. I took somebody who's never been there, and she like devoured her food. Nice. Like I wasn't even halfway through my chips, and it was gone. I was like, mother of God. And wow. she's a twig. She's like, I need more. Yeah, I'm like, go buy more. Yeah, yeah, go go buy more. Go Always buy more, Tom and Chi. You can always buy more. Uh, second thing, just very quickly, um, earlier, was it last week that this happened? Uh, I don't know that we've ever had someone leave the Court of Nerds before. It's kind of a new sensation for us. Uh, Emily uh, has decided to move on to other projects. We wish her all the best. You will still hear occasional Emily references on this podcast because she was here from basically the jump. So it's going to be hard for me to work that out of my system. But we wish her all the best. We love her very dearly. She will forever be our poodle queen. You guys, any words? You guys good? I we said, we said I really nice her, things. Her so. massive amounts of organizers. <laughs> we will be very much less organized without Emily. Very much less organized. So many should organizers. terrify all of you. We're already very unorganized. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where anything is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. You're in charge of the money. Yeah, yeah like you're in charge. Yeah, like your you, name's you, on everything. It's around. That right? It's around. <laughs> In the general that is facility. not helpful, John. It's all fine. Like how we Everything's know, fine. It's like how we don't know where your bullets are. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we moved. Things are missing. Okay. <laughs> all that being said, if you are a fan of Star Wars Rebels, turn this fucking podcast off if you don't want the finale spoiled for you. Yeah, we're gonna spoil it. I'm gonna let John spoil the shit out of it, and then we're gonna say farewell. So, John, spoil these motherfuckers. <sighs> Well, if you watch Star Wars Rebels, the past four episodes have been probably the best the entire series, um, except for the fact maybe the Ahsoka Darth Vader episode. That was fantastic as well. But you know that these Jedi do not show up in the later movies. So Kanan and Ezra had to die in some sort of way. And the way their deaths happened was just phenomenal. Kanan... Kanan sacrificed himself and got to see his his uh, his lover Hera with his own eyes one more time to save the rebellion so they can move on. And Ezra defeating Thrawn with sp- basically space whales that can 
travel through hyperspace was probably one of the coolest scenes ever. Now, I believe it's Dave Filoni, the director or writer of Star Wars Rebels, one of the two, said that Ezra and Thrawn are not dead. So we have that to look forward to. Um, it, it, it ends in a very, very nice way of explaining uh, Zeb and how his people are not wiped out and they're actually thriving on a new planet. Uh, the second attack on Lothal never came, so that planet is back to normal. Uh, Sabine is head of the Mandalorians, it pretty much seemed like, and Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano, is back. She is not dead, and she is not dead after Return of the Jedi. So you have Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, who is still kicking it after the Battle of Endor, and what they alluded to at the end of this show is Sabine and Ahsoka traveling the galaxy looking for Ezra. And if that's a show they make, sign me the hell up. I love Ahsoka so much, and I've loved Ahsoka since the beginning of the Clone Wars. As soon as she got introduced, I'm like, Snips is my favorite. I love her. She's cocky. She teaches Anakin to not be such a dick. But it all <laughs> it all comes down to, you know, her leaving the Jedi Order and basically failing her master like um, like Ezra didn't want to do with Kanan. So he, they, they all fulfilled their destinies. It explains a lot of things on why... Ahsoka never showed up to help Luke because she was stuck on Malachor and in the Sith Temple and just never showed up. They introduced time travel in the Star Wars universe, which to a lot of people is very disturbing because it can screw up a lot of things. Like you can basically wipe out characters and do stuff with time travel, but they they introduced it and then immediately destroyed it. Because the Emperor tried to, like, get Ezra to do a few things and, like, open the portal again so he could use it for himself. And Ezra just force-powered and destroyed the entire temple. So I don't think we're going to see any more time travel. But it did change Ahsoka's fate because she Ezra grabbed her directly out of the situation she was in with Darth Vader and then put her right back in. And you saw her walk into the... Malachor Temple. So, good job, Disney XD. You you made a really good show. A really good show. Really good show. And I'm very intrigued to see what they're going to do because they need to fill in the gap between 6 and 7, and I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to introduce a lot of things in the outer regions, in the unknown regions, and maybe a little bit of First Order uh, Snoke talk. So, you never know. I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited. Because there's a lot of comic books out there that fill in those gaps, but there's no gap between except for aftermath, I guess. But six and between six and seven is going to be is gonna, good stories. Hopefully, they do it well. There we go. That's it. That was John recapping Star Wars Rebels. All right. Well, if you haven't tuned us out, don't forget we'll be back next week, and be sure to look out for my special interview with Stephanie Shea. That's right, Stephanie Shea, Orihime Hanata. Uh, and again, all the characters you love. She was one of the stars of Japan's biggest animated film ever, Your Name. She played Mitsuha. Uh, that interview will be up at thecourtofnerds.com right now. Go and check that out. That being said, I'm Drew. I'm John. And I'm Stacy. We're your Court of Nerds. 
ball bags. All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stephanie Shea, and I am a close personal friend with the Court of Nerds. Hey, I'm Ben with the Court of Nerds. Sometimes I say things with my mouth and write things with my fingers. You can find us on Facebook, we're the Court of Nerds, on Twitter at Court underscore of underscore nerds, and our website, thecourtofnerds.com. 